Welcome back to Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel Watch Through Podcast. I am the watcher of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever viewing. My name is Mel B, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful, radiant, Christmassy Slayer, Marissa. Hi. Hi. Christmassy, am I? I've dated this. You have. I have dated this episode. It's, we're recording at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas episode. No, it's not. That's disappointing. It's okay. Having said that, I think there's only really one Christmas episode, which was that one in season three. I don't recall any I don't others. even remember that one, so it's fine. It snowed in California, oh, yeah. and it was a big deal because... Yeah, uh, it stopped Angel from dying because he was going to go be all Mr. Broody and so Oh, right. Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> Angel, who's that I don't guy? Even know. don't even know who that guy is anymore. <laughs> Went and got his own show and left Buffy and it's all been eh. Well, now she's sleeping with his um, pseudo-vampire grandson, so it's fine. Bow chicken wow. ow. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Still hoping for Spike and Angel to confront each other about this. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. That makes me sad. I'm sure I can find <laughs> fan fiction about it somewhere after I'm done with the series, but <sighs> yeah, yeah. So older and far away, uh-huh. it is. Don fucks everything. Not at up all what you thought. Basically, what happens? But it's not. You thought that Spike was going to curse Buffy to be old. Yeah, yeah, I did. That didn't happen. But no, Buffy's just having a birthday, as usual. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, so, we start out with Buffy being really concerned about having a real sit-down dinner with Dawn. Mm. Even though that nobody does that anymore. Nobody actually sits down and has dinners together. Yeah, but we've seen these guys do it. And this is the early 2000s. Oh, well, yeah. So it was yeah. still a thing. It was still a thing, and, yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's trying to show that her and her, like, to her sister, look, we're a family, we're doing stuff, we're going to be normal, but, oh, demon. Yeah, that happens. Like, I go take care of that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be Buffy's birthday and stuff, which is very exciting. She needs to stop having those. Yeah, it never really works out for her. Something always gets screwed up. Either she's, like, put into a situation where she's most likely going to die or other things that I don't remember yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's let's think. Buffy's birthday. There was the Nightmare episode, oh. I'm pretty sure, in season one. Gross. Season two, Angel became Angelus. Oh, man. I forgot it was birthday sex. Yeah, mm. yeah birthday first time sex. I see. Season three was the vampire and the council took away her powers. Yeah. Mm. Can't remember season four, if there was one. Probably had something to do with Riley, but I can't remember what it is. I can't remember one in season five, but I'm sure there was one. Yeah. Well, we got some And I them. bet it's actually... I bet it's, like, all listed down at the bottom of this Wikipedia page. Oh, probably. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. she should stop having birthdays, but it's fine. Um, Dawn was way too calm about 
Buffy ditching her because she kind of got upset about it last episode. So it was kind of weird that she was like all cool with it this time. Oh, 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 I found it. Yeah. So season four was when Giles got turned into a <gasps> demon. Yes. And season five was Blood Ties, which I'm pretty sure is when Dawn finds out that she's um. Yes, not yes, real. yes, yes. I'll, I'll anyway, sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. See, she's she's not doing so great on her birthday. <laughs> yeah, she should stop having him. Yeah. Um, but I thought Dawn was way too calm, cool, and collected about Buffy ditching her because she threw the fit the episode before. But I guess that's how teenagers are. They overreact yeah, sometimes and underreact other times. Unpredictable. Yeah. So Buffy goes and fights this demon in the graveyard because, of course, that's always where they congregate. And the demon, like, turns into a fancy sword for no reason. And that can't be good. Well, he doesn't... The sword was already there. He goes into the sword. Oh, fights. oh. Why was, why was the sword there to begin with? He was fighting with it. He oh. was fighting with the sword. Buffy disarmed him. And why then would she pick she it fought. up? Oh, what a dummy. Well, well, if you watch what happens, she goes and, like, gets knocked over, but it knows that it's lost, so it quickly goes and evaporates into the sword. And then she stands up and she's like, huh, run away, did you? Ooh, shiny. I really identify with that. (laughs) She's like a squirrel. Ooh, shiny. I'm going to go after it. Just, that's not good. Anyway. (laughs) um, So we have the Scoobies talking about Buffy's birthday. And Buffy insists that Tara be invited, which makes me happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Tara is still part of the gang. Yes. Buffy wants her there, so she's going to be there. Damn right. So good. Um, They talk about the losers. When a a nerd goes into hiding, he really goes into hiding. Um, Also, they're running (laughs) from the law. They kind of killed a girl. You know, no big deal or anything. But they, they weren't pinged for it, were they? No. No. But eventually, I'm sure, justice will rain upon their heads. <laughs> but Jonathan might get out of that, because I don't think he's too keen on the whole thing. Anyway, um, so we find out that there is a Spellcasters Anonymous thing for um, those that are trying to get out of their magical ways, which is kind of cool. Yep. And I, Willow has to go to that, so she can't go shopping with Dawn. Which makes sense. Um... Yeah, Don's kind of uh, sulky about not being able to have anybody go with her to the mall and do some things, but you're a teenager. Why do you want people around you anyway is my question. You should be skulking and alone at all times. Yes, I, I appreciate being alone. To be fair, which she is, and she just wants some love. Yeah, I mean, I feel super bad for Dawn, how she gets kind of left out and, like, her sister kind of has to, like, save the world and stuff. But I can't, I couldn't help but think that she was going to screw everything up in this episode somehow. And boy, howdy, did it. Um, she has a lot of stuffed animals on her bed, which I thought was odd. Um... She's still stealing stuff. Wait, 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 wait. You thought a lot of stuffed animals on a bed was odd. Mm-hmm. I've seen your place, your old place where you li- used to live. Um, those 
those stuffed animals were not on the bed that I slept on. So, for context, Marissa used to sleep on a bunk bed at home, and the top bunk was just covered in plushy toys. Okay, that's not fair. The side where you could see was covered in plushy toys. Everything else was like extra blankets and pillows and such. You have more toys than Dawn. I don't play with them, and I don't have to move them every time I get into bed. That's my problem with it. You have to remove all of those and then put them back on. It's have a lot of work is what I'm saying. pillows I have? What? You remember how many pillows I have that I move every day? I, I, no. I have, like, I have, like, nine pillows, and they were all there when you were here. <laughs> okay, well, they're not all stuffed animals. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of stuffed animals to have on your bed that you have to move every time you want to sleep. Okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow, I didn't think this was going to turn I into, let's analyze Marissa having a bunch of stuffed animals on her top bunk. But here we are, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, she's still stealing stuff. She quote-unquote bought a jacket for Buffy that she tries on so she can <laughs> look all cool and mysterious. Um... Uh, she gets called into the counselor's office at, um, school because she's been distracted and her grades are slipping. Okay, her sister just came back from the dead and fights vampires and other nonsense for a living on top of working for the man. I'd say she's got a little more than just a few things distracting her. Except, you know, the school doesn't know that they it's should. dead. They should. How do you tell the school, well, for one, they couldn't tell the school when Buffy died because Dawn would have been removed from Tara and Willow. So they had the Buffy bot. And then Buffy came back to life. How do you tell the school that? I'm sure that someone that's in on the supernatural has to be, like, infiltrating the school that these things can be told to. That's all I'm saying. Giles is gone. <gasps> So, actually, reminding us that Giles is gone, I watched this video about, like, where are the actors now? And they did Anthony Stewart head. And I full-on wanted to cry because I was like, Giles left. I forgot that Giles was a thing. And then he left. You forgot about Giles? How dare you? With all these last few episodes, kind of, yeah. Because, mm. you know, he's not there to save the day for them. I forgot that that was an option that they once had. He has to come back, right? eventually you can't answer that he, he probably doesn't the way that you're acting like you're so upset because you forgot that giles was a thing <sighs> i need him back in my life anyway um i um withhold withhold any comments yeah yeah um yeah so the guidance counselor is like you know you can tell me what's going on and we can work through this together i hate guidance counselors <laughs> and you're, I get, I could see you being like, no, no, I'm good. I'm real good. Well, I got called in a couple of times. One, to be told that I should go on antidepressants because I told a girl that I didn't like her shirt. What? How, what? A girl in my class was wearing a shirt that was peach, orange, and pink, striped, and I told her I didn't like it. 
So I got called into the guidance counselor's office to be told that I should go on antidepressants because obviously because I'm telling someone I don't like their shirt, that means I'm I'm actually depressed myself. Yeah. In seventh grade. Okay. Like, sure? Yeah, no. My, um, I went home and told my mom. My mom called the counselor and was like, I don't know what you mean by this, but this, you don't get to talk to my daughter like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. Stupid. It was so stupid. Anyway. So I don't like guidance counselors because of that. So there you go. They just mind <laughs> their own business. Um, uh, and Don just like kind of opens up to this counselor who turns out to be a vengeance demon. Um, and says, people have a tendency to go away, and sometimes I wish I could just make them stop going away. Um, who's Sophie? Um, oh, Sophie's her friend from work. That's right. I was, yes, I, I was wondering friend who from Sophie work, was. Just, just when you said it, I'm like, was did Dawn say something? Is Sophie Dawn's friend? I thought Sophie was Buffy's friend. Yeah, and I was like, huh. I, I skipped the end but of no. the guidance counselor's uh, little thing. She wants her people to I, stop going away, and that's her making a wish. Yeah. Good times. Um, so yeah. Sophie is invited to Buffy's party uh, because Buffy is friendly. Yep. So we've got Anya helping prepare all this food for Buffy's birthday, and she's like, oh, Xander's friend from work is coming. Yes. And this is totally not a setup, but we're totally setting you up if you do hit it off because then we can, like, do double dates. If you happen to form a romantic relationship that leads to babies and many double dates with us, then yay. (laughs) (laughs) That we're about to, this is where I realize that we're going to potentially get another cute boy in this this, uh, series. I was very excited. (laughs) He's probably never going to come back, though. They kind of scared him off in this episode, <laughs> to be real. So, have you ever actually had that where, like, your friends bring around their new friend and, you know, then you and your friends act like how you and your friends do and then that other person never turns up again? Yeah, and they're just like, wow, you guys are super weird. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. Yeah. Always oh, it's kind of sad, but it's also like, I don't need that negativity in my friendship group. Go away. Stay away. All day. Um... <laughs> So they're setting Buffy up, and for some reason, Xander was super intimidated by Buffy, but I understand it, because she's super intimidating. Xander's always intimidated by Buffy. Oh, yeah. Um, We have Tara and Willow having feelings uh, and having to deal with those in front of each other. That's after Tara first turns up and... Um, Tara's like, did you invite uh, Spike? And Buffy's like, no, he doesn't play well with others. You don't say. Um, someone was Finey McFinefine, which I found adorable. Um, yep. It hurt me to see Tara and Willow being so far apart. Yeah, and so awkward. Like, they've both regressed. Like, Tara starts stuttering again. Uh, And Willow is, like, that really awkward, nervous way of talking. Yeah, makes me sad. Um, So Richard is this guy that Xander knows from work that they're trying to set up with Buffy. And he seemed vaguely cute. Tara, Tara could never stop being so adorable because she goes, 
someone asks about what what other people thought of Richard, and she goes, I thought he was cute. I mean, I'm not a very good judge, but he seemed cute. Oh, yeah. uh, she says it to Spike. That, yes, to Spike, who shows up with his friend Clem out of nowhere. Clem from Kitten Poker. Yes, <laughs> Kitten Poker. Stop it. Um, yeah, but she says, because uh, he's, you know, butthurt about Buffy not wanting to, like, be with him and stuff. Yeah. So we talk about whether or not Richard is vaguely cute. And Clem goes, I thought he was cute. <laughs> Kind of a huge fan and of Clem, to be honest with everyone. Uh, I like Clem a lot. Um, oh, man. And Spike just so unimpressed. Nope, he's not about this life. Um, Anya treats Don like a kid, and it was super duper annoying. Yeah. She, she's like just talking yes, to her like, you, you don't understand how real humans work. It's like, neither do you, Anya. Anya, you're still an ex-demon, and you still act like one. Yeah. Um, we get... Uh, we're talking about whether or not Spike is jealous, and he super is. But mm. it's fine. It's just what it is. Yeah. Spike, like, touches Buffy alone, and is like, how about we go celebrate and all this stuff? Yeah. Um, she goes, how about No. Because this is my party. And I'm not even sure why you're here. <laughs> maybe maybe Richard's not the one that's jealous. <laughs> jealous my ass. Yep. Um, so we get to presents. And mm. Dawn gives Buffy the jacket that she had tried on in her bedroom but, earlier. But, but, but first, oh boy. but first, sorry, Buffy gets a portable back massager from Willow. Uh-huh. And she's like... She's like, you can use it while slaying for instant gratification. And the look on Spike's face. <laughs> Spike looks at Buffy, that little quirk of the eyebrow, like, I'll give you instant gratification with it. Jeez. Oh, but yes, then Buffy gets the jacket. Yeah. And we noticed that um, the tag is still on it from the store. The security tag. Mm-hmm. Oh, how weird that they missed that. I actually have had stores miss taking things like that off of clothing, though. Yeah, I remember that as a kid, too. Yeah. And I don't think they're that suspicious at that point. They're like, oh, that str- is strange, Dawn. Mm-hmm. But then she gets super overshadowed by a new chest that holds all her weapons. Yeah. It was a nice weapon chest. Gotta, gotta understand It's a very that. nice weapon chest. And I love Xander trying to be subtle about it because Richard's there. Mm-hmm. And Sophie. Oh, sorry, Sophie's entrance. <laughs> it's like, uh, first of all, I need to say thank you. My mother told me to because otherwise I forget. And I can't have gluten or dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they leave the door open for a really long time, which was super annoying. I was like, oh, I please close the door. Leave doors open. Actually, out of weird habits around the house, do you know what drove me nuts in America? Hmm. Everyone leaves the tap running. And because in Australia we're always in drought and, you know, we're told not to leave the tap running, oh. it drove me nuts when I was in America. Oh, well, all the places we were were around uh, bodies of water, so... Sorry? 
still, it doesn't matter if you're around boys or water. In Australia, we're in drought. We don't leave the tap running. Well, part of our country is in drought, just not us. So <laughs> sorry about it. Anyway. But it was it, it was causing me the weirdest anxiety. You could have like, said um, something. It's weird, because it's like how you guys live. I didn't want to like impede on your culture. Dude, you really could have said something <laughs> if it was causing you that much anguish. No, no, it was just like this weird anxiety. Like um, in Boston, Leon was in the bathroom and I think he was shaving or something, but the tap was running for like 10 minutes and I was so close to just being like, Leon, turn the tap off. You could have. <laughs> it would have been okay. <laughs> but it's fine because you guys aren't in drought. But it was just bizarre for me. You're a weird one, Mel. Anywho. Um, so... Outside the house, weapons chest. It yes, oh. weapons chest. Sophie comes in, can't have gluten. She leaves the door open. Don goes over to close it, and all of a sudden, outside is the guidance counselor, who just so happens to be Anya's bestie, the Vengeance Demon. Yep. Cool. And Super she good time. Granted Dawn's wish. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um. We have everybody dancing. We have uh, Richard talking to Buffy because setups are always super awkward. <laughs> and Tara gives, uh, I said Tara should give Spike a piece of her mind. And she kind of does. Yeah. Because, yeah, Spike once again corners Buffy and is like, Richard's sweet, but you don't like sweet. And then, or something like that. Yeah. And then Tara's like, what's going on here? He goes, I have a muscle cramp. And he go, she goes, a muscle cramp in your pants? And he goes, what? It's a thing. She goes, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I loved it so much. Yeah. We, some people are playing poker without kittens, which is apparently weird to Clem. Um, we have Anya being into bankrupting somebody, and everyone's just going to stay at the house all night, because that just makes sense. Yeah, because Xander and Anya are talking about who wants to go get beer, and Willow um, is like, oh, I'll do it, but then never goes. Mm-hmm. And the night just drags on, and Monopoly starts. <laughs> There's poker. Yep. Everybody just doing some things. And, uh, Tara giving Spike Tara some more asks, sass. Oh, she was so sassy. She's like, how's that cramp going, Spike? I love her. Um, Clem and Dawn are watching cartoons together with Xander in the morning, which I thought was adorable. Yeah, they just like wall away the entire night mm -hmm. into the morning. Yeah. Um, Richard kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I couldn't, I didn't know if that was just because he didn't really fit in or if he was actually a problem. I think he just doesn't fit in. He's awkward. Yeah. In the group, but he's, yeah, he's like to Xander, we should go to work. And then doesn't. And then they keep saying mm. that they want to go do things that are not inside the house and they keep not being able to do that. Spike has this really weird conversation about eating breakfast Mm -hmm. to, to Richard. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. It's super weird. Um, so we find out that they can't physically leave. Yep. They're like, we should go. We've got work and school. And other things to do. And then they don't move. 
Yeah. Yep. They try to will themselves to do it and it just doesn't work. And then Dawn gets like outrageously upset. Yeah. Like disproportionately. She's a teenager. What else did you expect but from it, her? It's so weird. She's just like, oh, yeah, you all rather be somewhere else than with me. And yeah. So, no, like, we physically we, need to be other places, Dawn. It's life, like every other day. There's, like, nothing different. Yeah, they, they catch um, on pretty quickly that it's Dawn's fault, and she's acting super guilty about it. Yeah, only the weird thing is, Dawn doesn't actually realise it's her fault until her and Buffy have the conversation near the end. Yeah. Dawn's just literally moody because they don't want, she perceives them not wanting to be around her, which I found weird. Yeah. It's a criticism I have this episode, Dawn should have known what she was doing. Yeah, she should have, but she didn't because she dumb. I just mean as a plot device, Dawn should have known because then this behaviour would make more sense. Oh, 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 that she took it so personally They all wanted that they all wanted to leave. She should have known that the reason yeah. they couldn't was be, okay, got it. Yeah, so I think it should have been a conscious wish she made to the vengeance demon, not realizing the actual consequences. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Makes sense. Rather than it being like this random thing she said offhandedly and then behaving this way throughout the episode without realizing why they're all stuck there. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. Um... So we are going to try to do a spell that's going to make it so that they can leave. Because apparently Willow kept, kept some stuff. Yeah, which really upsets Tara. Yeah, because but of course she did. She but yeah, needed she's like, it to be able to move forward. But uh, yeah, Tara's like... I'll cast the spell if you give me the supplies, but you're not allowed anywhere near me casting the spell. Which makes sense. I get it. But, I mean, could we all just be a little bit appreciative that she kept those things around? Because I kind of was. I was like, if this works, then we're, um, we're good to go. Yep. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. And instead of releasing them from the house, it releases the demon from the sword. Yep, he's back with a vengeance. Uh, he freaking stabs Richard. Yeah. Which isn't good. Badly. Since they can't, you know, leave and go get him some medical attention. Mm. So, Uh, could they not call 911? Or do they just think not to? Did not, I mean, did not think I don't think they would have, I don't think, like, the Scoobies would have thought to. And, um, the others would have. Like, why would you call 911, like, when you're trapped in a house? Ha- oh, you mean specifically for Richard? Yeah, yeah, I don't think the Scoobies would have thought to. They're like, we can't leave because of a curse. Chances are anyone who enters can't leave. Right. So if the paramedics turn up and walk inside, they can't leave either. It's really inconvenient. Yep. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so he gets stabbed. Anya begins to lose the plot. What? Yeah. Oh, I said Anya begins to lose the plot. She becomes, like, really agitated and claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike has a good point where, uh, so do you ever think about not celebrating your birthday? Which is what we were saying at the Just beginning saying. of this episode. 
Yeah, it's a very good point. Like, we, we just went through all six seasons and what happened. Yeah. There, uh, the demon, like, goes into the walls of the house and sounds like mm. a lion. And it's all coming from inside the house and it's all very scary. All the noises. Yep. Um, yep. The demon injures Xander. Yeah. Um, but Xander being the great guy, he is, is more worried about Anya than himself. Yeah, I thought it was just a scratch that he got, but it turned out to be much more than a scratch, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, him taking care of Anya was kind of my favorite, though. Mm. I'm glad they're kind of getting along, even though her friend tried to be like, hey, I don't think you should marry this guy. Yep. Um, um, Buffy and Dawn start to make progress as they talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not long-lived because Anya is pressuring Willow to use magic and Xander, like, joins Anya's side while Terra is like, no, you can't make her. Mm-hmm. Well, they make a point that we brought you back from the dark before, but... Tara standing up for Willow is something that needed to happen. Yeah. She's like, you don't get to use her because you're scared. I can do it just fine. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to get us out of here. Yeah. So it's fine. So, yeah. And Anya, like, storms off to figure out what's going on because she's, like, convinced it's Dawn's fault. Yeah. So while Buffy and Dawn are making relationship progress and Dawn starts telling her about the guidance counselor... Anya's going through her room. Yep. Turns out <laughs> there's a lot of problems with Dawn. Yep. Uh, including her secret stash of stolen stuff from the magic box. Secret stash of stolen stuff. Yes. Secret stash of stolen stuff. I like um, alliteration. I do too. Um, yeah, so she comes downstairs and is like, I can't believe you stole all these things from the magic box because that's my store and you should have paid for these things. Because it's on yep. you. And then Dawn, Dawn realizes about that her jacket must have come from being stolen as well. Yep. It's all bad. Um, and then we basically tell Dawn that she inadvertently made a wish to a vengeance demon and that's why no one can leave the freaking house yep um but anya is very quick to figure out who is uh behind all this yeah she's like come on halfrick we need to talk because you did this ish and i'm not okay with it so let's let's do this thing let's yep. talk it out good thing she know. good thing she knows who it is she did invite halfrick to town after all it's all anya's wedding. fault basically she invited Halfrick, and then this whole thing happened. It's all yep. the same. Um, so, yeah, Halfrick appears only to get stabbed, like, immediately. Yeah, because they said that they wouldn't be able to undo the spell unless Halfrick undid it for them. And then she gets freaking stabbed, yeah, and it's like, oh, no! Oh, no. It's bad. Only um, vengeance demons can undo their spells. Yes. Uh, did something happen between Halfrick and Spike? Yeah, yep. okay, you ready for this one? Yes. She called him William. She did. Halfrick call- is, is Cecily. Do you remember Cecily, the one William was in love with when he was human? 
Ah. Yep, she became a vengeance demon. You can't see my face, but oh my goodness. So yeah, they're, she's like, you're really kidding. Like, and then they're like, do you guys know each other? No. No. Nope. Wow. Are we supposed to know the, the, this whole thing? It's it's a nod because they use the same actress. Okay. So they're but explaining it's not something why. that has said yet. Not uh, look, I'll tell you, nothing really comes of it other than that little nod to it. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um. So yeah. Man. Crazy. Anyway. Um. Oh wait. Never mind. So apparently. This is explained in a comic or something, and we're never going to read the comics because I can't be bothered. Halfric, in 1880, Halfric assumed the alias of Cecily, who became the object of William Pratt's affections in Victorian England. She spurned William's advances, saying that uh, obviously he was beneath her. This was what set in motion the events that would lead William to accept from Drusilla the vampirism and become known as the Notorious Spike. That's all they say about it. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So they don't actually say why she was there or anything. Gotcha. But okay. there you go. Awesome. Um. We, so yeah. So Halfrick gets yeah. stabbed. Yeah. And she's fine. It's it's not a big deal. But she's yeah. She says only I can undo this spell, and I'm not gonna. Because y'all need to figure all your stuff out before I'm going to, you know, let this end. She wants, she prefers to be called a justice demon instead of a vengeance demon because... Yeah. Did we just skip them fighting the other de- the demon? Uh, gotta stab it with his own sword is the only uh, note I have. Yeah. Yeah, well, they fight the demon and Buffy ends up stabbing it. But the thing is, they go for Halfrek's, um pendant... If you remember, that's how they defeated Anyanka, Anya when uh, she put Cordelia into the alternate universe where Buffy never came to Sunnydale. Oh, yeah. So they were trying to, say, to do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then she jumps up and is like, no one touched the pendant and begins her whole thing about how she's a justice demon. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I, it's been a while since I actually watched this particular this particular <laughs> one. Um, so she's like, I'm going to go so you guys can figure all your stuff out, but then she can't leave the house either. <laughs> and Anya's like, you know that the spell that you cast affects you too, right? And she's like, fine, the curse is lifted, we can all leave now. Yep, she's just over it. She doesn't want to be stuck in the house with those people. No, no good. I don't blame her. I won't want to be stuck in the house with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that Tara is always taking care of Willow in the ways that count, and I love it. But she did. She kept uh, Tara from doing magic because she knows that she can. You mean handle the other it. way around, Tara? Whatever. Tara kept Willow from doing magic. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew what I meant. <laughs> yep. Um. 
So yeah, they all get to go outside. Richard is taken to the hospital. Bye, Richard. Never gonna I see you again. So- <laughs> Goodbye forever. I don't think Sophie. Don't think Sophie really wants to be Buffy's friend anymore. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um. But basically. Tara tells Willow, I get it, I really do, but it's time to work without the net. She understands why she kept yep. those things around, but it's time to not have those things around anymore. And yep. she's, so she takes yeah, it. She takes all the stuff and leaves, and yep. um, Dawn and Buffy are going to have some sister time. So they're staying home for yep. now. I really like that last shot of them both standing in the doorway, and then Buffy steps back inside and closes the door, so they're inside together. Yes. It's very good. <laughs> Would you like some international titles? Uh-huh. The first is Happy Birthday Buffy. Oh. A, a cursed birthday mm-hmm. or With No Way Out. Ooh, I like With No Way Out. That was the French. Good job, guys. The Portuguese were Happy Birthday Buffy. And a cursed birthday was the Germans. Nice. What do you rate this episode? I actually really like this episode. I gave it a nine. It was pretty, pretty good. I totally agree. It's a really well done episode. Mm-hmm. It's got the right amount of humor, but it's also got like some serious topics. It pushes the plot forward. We now know, well, sorry, we always knew the Scoobies now know about Dawn's um, sticky fingers. And yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I also gave it a nine. Cool. Um, your favorite moment? Oh, man, there are so many. I like um, Tara giving Spike some sass. Sassy Tara is amazing. Yes. Like, I can't say if we do or don't see more Sassy Tara, but I would like to see more Sassy Tara. It would be fantastic. <laughs> My favorite moment. Oh, it's hard. There's so many good ones in this episode. Like, I love actually the fight scene at the beginning with Buffy and the demon. Mm-hmm. I really like when they're all like it's going on to the next morning and they're playing Monopoly and everything, <laughs> which involves sassy terror. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's just a real I'm I'm actually really struggling to find a favorite moment. I do actually really like when Hallie Halfreck is in the house. That's pretty good like that entire thing. Mm-hmm. With her being like, you know, cuz I love there's a part I think it might be Tara who's like I thought justice demon I mean vengeance demons only go after unfaithful men and stuff. And she goes, "Oh no, that was Anya's thing. Some of us are a lot more general." And then Anya's like, "You know, about, yeah, you and kids or something. She goes, the children need me. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, character shout-out. Oh, man. Um, I, okay. Just because I think he deserves it, it's going to go to Richard because the dude got stabbed because he was set up with Buffy. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't deserve all that nonsense. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Remember all the way back in season one when Buffy went on a date with a guy and um, he became addicted to the adrenaline yeah. and he wanted to go out with her again? And she was like, oh, 
No. I, I think I'm good. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen with Richard. That would be weird. He got straight up stabbed so with a sword. You're ready, you're ready for Richard to come back? No, he's not going to come back. He's gone. Goodbye forever. You think forever. he's the one who's been introduced, introduced to the weird friends and gone? Yep. Nope. Pretty much. <laughs> Mine, I'm actually really torn between Dawn and Willow for this one. It's very much a Dawn-centric episode. It's acknowledged as one. But Willow, like, not giving into magic and staying sober. Like, it's been 32 days since she last had anything to do with magic. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm, I'm torn. Who should I give it to? I don't know. What's ah. to say? I'm giving it to both of them. Okay. They're sharing All it. All right. We've made... <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for next week's title? Mm-hmm. As You Were. Which is a terrible title. What are you doing to me? Well, how did things used to be? Because that's what As You Were means. Oh, damn. Is Riley coming back? (sighs) I think Riley's coming back. Why do you think that? Because you did the whole, how did things used to be? Well, why not Angel? Because Angel's got his own show. He's got enough going on with being in love with Cordelia and having a child with Darla that he's apparently going to kill. Spoiler. Um, I think Riley's coming back and he's going to throw a whole monkey wrench in the whole Spike Buffy kind of romance debacle thing going on there. Is he coming back for No. So it's a one episode visit. I think so. But he's going to make everything all complicated. There you go. Why is he back? They got to have leave, right? In the military. So after Buffy, as far as he knows, chose not to be with him, he's going to come back to see Buffy anyway. But she did want to be with him. She ran through the woods. She was just like a couple seconds too late. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. He does. In his heart. <laughs> you don't have a very good poker face, you know that? You give too much away when I make these predictions. Why can't you just let me make the predictions and not say anything about them? I like asking questions. Mm-hmm. As I asked, the first thing you said, Riley's coming back because that's how it used to be. Okay, why not Angel if we're going because that Because I back? didn't want it to be Angel, okay? <laughs> what about What about Cordelia coming no. back? She's in love with Gru, and her and him are going to be banging it out for a a while. Spoilers, guys. What if if it's actually... No. No. No, No. Riley's... Okay, no, she's she's chosen Riley. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Okay, Riley's coming back and pissing off Spike. Yup. Yes? Yup, yup. Okay, that's what we're going with. So... Until next week, for that part, we'll see. But shall we jump over and uh, look at our little couplet? Indeed. And here we are in LA with Gru and Cordelia. About to go out. About to be all cute up in here. <laughs> Can I say, I know I'm skipping ahead, but grew in Angel's clothing. Uh, he looks like Angel's younger brother, guys. 
<laughs> it is so cute. It's adorable. Angel doesn't think so. N- no. But it ends up, like, ruining his shirt. It's a very sad day. Yep. Anyway, um, Angel swears that Gru used to be taller. <laughs> he is so jealous. And I, oh, he's, can I just say, yeah. I kind of like... I kind of like Jealous Angel because he's so stupidly jealous. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of him trying to find reasons not to like Gru in this episode. Because yeah, It was the same when, um, speaking of Riley, it was the same when he met Riley back in uh, season four. Oh, yeah. That's a thing, too. Four or five. I can't even remember now. Yeah. But, yeah, when he... Oh, it would have been four because... The initiative were around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he met Riley and he was all posturing and go da 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 da. Yeah. Do you think Angel feels guilty for liking Cordelia after he was in love with Buffy? Well, Buffy's not. Buffy's banging his grandson, so probably not. But he doesn't know that. To I our know, but still. Or does he know? See, I'd no. like to think if Angel knew. He would go back to Sunnydale to fix Spike up. He would punch Spike straight in the face on sight. Only punch him? He'd probably murder him, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Like, it's it's one thing letting Buffy have, like, a, a boyfriend. It's another if that boyfriend's Spike. Well, yeah, because it's Spike for crying out loud. Fucking, fucking Spike. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, anyway, so my answer is no, I don't think Angel feels any guilt whatsoever. Yeah, okay. Didn't Buffy's so. like forgotten. Yeah. Buffy's like so three seasons ago. I mean, true. Um, so we have Angel talking to Wesley? Uh, Lorne? Okay, Lorne. One of the two. Um, and... Angel goes, she, because uh, they're talking about how Cordelia and Gru left. And he goes, oh, she took him home? Well, that'll be good. We wouldn't want to have to put him up here. This place is starting to turn into a hotel. You don't <laughs> say. Uh, yeah. Funny that. Angel has a lot of problems with Gru and Cordelia being together. But he's like, she deserves a champion and Gru is a champion. And I'm like, bro, you're also a champion. So what is your point? He's jelly. Yeah. Um, he can still smell Cordelia's perfume on his jacket from the bu- the ballet. Um, and he's going to smell it all the time and make himself super upset for reals. Yeah. He should stop doing that. Yeah. Um, but um, Angel tries to tell Lorne that there's nothing between him and Cordelia and he's a solo act. And Lorne's like, uh-huh. Sure you are. That's a thing. Um, we go to Cordelia's place where um, Gru kind of looks like he's creeping around, but I think he's just looking at this point. Because the way he was lurking did not make me want to trust him. <laughs> but he's just more out of his comfort zone than anything. He's in a completely different time space continuum type deal. Um, um, dimension. There you the go. That was dimension. the word I was looking for earlier when I was typing my notes and I could not in the, for the life of me, think of it. Dimension. Um, 
Um, we find out they that there was cool. never anyone else, that it was only Cordelia that Gru wanted to be with. Um, yep, and why not after he was overthrown? Yeah, and he's like, I wasn't really into politics. She goes, your heart was never really in it. And he goes, no, that left when you did. Heart. And so they kissy kiss, and then all of a sudden he's a big old demon made of coal, which is super weird. Yep. Turns out that's how uh, Angel Cordelia's visions happen these days. Yeah, super weird. It's not helpful. Um, so I knew it was too good to be true until we find out later that it actually is real, not not too good to be true. Um, we have Angel carrying around Connor because Connor's the cutest. Um, Ooh, he's got such chubby little cheeks. <laughs> yes. Um, Wesley says that Cordy and Gru were probably up late getting reacquainted, and Angel super doesn't want to hear that, so I'm not sure why he brought it up. Does he not know that <laughs> Angel's in love with Cordelia? No? Um, okay. He's not very perceptive, not. and he's kind of um, distracted by the whole gun and Fred thing. So Yeah, he's he, he doesn't care about... Or it's it's really hot. I've got the I've got heat yawns. Okay. Um, he doesn't care about other people's relationships unless it's to do with Fred because he wants her. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, but we also talk about Connor and how we have to figure out like the prophecy that has to do with him because that's something we need to do. Um, we find out that uh, Angel wants to break into Wolfram and Hart again, but Wes is like, no, we can find the information somewhere else. We don't have to do that yet. Hmm. Um, Angel is totally the involved dad with Connor. It's super adorable. Um, yeah. And we have Cordelia and Gru showing up, and Gru is going through all of Angel's weapons. He goes, your weapons are most impressive. I love the way Gru talks I, through this entire episode. Yep. It's so good. He's so adorable, and there's Angel just, like, so grouchy about everything. So He's grouchy anyway. Um, yeah, so Cordelia, we find out that her visions get projected onto people that are near her instead of just, like, having the visions like she used to. And now she's not up for, um, sexy fun times. times with Gru. But yep. there yep. are different reasons that she's not up to sexy times with Gru. She's just using this as an uh, a excuse right now. Um, Ooh. so she is worried that if they have sex that her visions will transfer from herself to Gru because it transferred from Doyle to her through a kiss. So she's worried that sex yep. would transfer these visions. That is a fair, like concern. Fair, fair assessment. Um, and Angel's like, Oh yeah, better safe than sorry. You, you really shouldn't sleep with him just in case. Yeah, totally, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Abstinence is the Chari- answer. Pardon? Chastity? No, I was going to say charity, but there's a better word. It gives it an A, but I can't think of it. I said abstinence. Alt- alt- altruistic, no. Oh, oh, oh. He's, al- he's altruistic going about, you know, keep your visions. <laughs> And don't let anyone have them yeah. because that's what you're 
you liked Cordelia. Don't don't let anybody have sex with you because I don't want you to be with anybody but me. He didn't say that. How dare you? He clearly said do what makes you happy and your visions make you happy. But having (laughs) sex with Gru would probably make her happier. She does the whole then saving thing the world because he's the door. What? Nah, she doesn't need to save the world. It's fine. She does the whole purr <laughs> thing because she thinks he's like super freaking adorable. Um, Angel was trying his best to keep Cordy from shucking anyone, but it's about to happen. About to go down. Um, we have Fred and Gun on a breakfast date. And they are the freaking most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep, and Fred's like, everything's different now because we've kissed. And I'm like, oh, that is so cute and innocent, sweetie. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay, so first off, he goes, it's funny. She goes, the way I chew? (laughs) And he says that he loves watching her eat. And she goes, I mean, now that we've kissed, things are different. They are different, right? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love them so freaking much. All the hearts. They're too freaking cute. <laughs> but um, evil doesn't stop for cuteness. So we get a, te- uh, a beep- beeper message from or a text or something from Wes saying we got we got some sh- ish to deal with. Yep. You've got to come to work. Mm-hmm. Um, they're passing around a book to look at the demon that Cordelia had seen and the way the gun looks at Fred when he hands her the book. I just can't even. <laughs> you are here for this relationship. I am. I've been like wanting this for a while now. Anyway. Um, so Gru has seen this kind of demon before. He used to hunt them. So it's going to be super easy to find it and kill it. It's going to yep. be fine. No trouble whatsoever. Yeah, so the buddy cop movie that no one knew they needed but is now going to happen is Angel and Gru. I am here for it. I stand this. I thing. think they should get I I think they should get their own spin-off series. Forget about the rest of AI. Yeah. Just them. It's like Psych but with the two of them. You ever seen the movie the the <laughs> show Psych? No. Oh, uh, well, I don't. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's about a guy that he think he he says he's a psychic, but he's actually just really um he he pays attention enough, like really like can tell you what someone on the other side of the restaurant what color hat they had in their back pocket when they walked by you thirty minutes ago. Very perceptive. That's what yeah. it is. That's the word I was looking for. Sounds like my kind of show. Is it like a criminal procedure? Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. Okay. I'll get my hands on it. But yeah, I want I want that, but with Gru and Angel. Anyway, um, and apparently, uh, Angel has a favorite broadsword, and Gru was handling it, and he didn't want it. He was so Gru petty. was handling Angel's sword. Ew. <laughs> um, so they're walking in the sewers because Angel can't go out in the daytime, and yep. he goes. Angel asks Gru, what do you feel? Because he's trying to see if, like, they're near this demon thing. He goes, I feel like she's emotionally unavailable right now. Because <laughs> he's so super perceptive to Cordy's feelings, and it's it's adorable. 
Yeah. Um, but he's just like, I want her to be able to love me, and I don't know how to make that happen. No. Yeah. Poor kid. Um, we get a trail of blood of this demon. And it gets the better of them. I, I was like, I thought Gru was supposed to, like, know where this thing was, but it did jump out and, like, start attacking them and took them by surprise. Yep, and then escapes out into the daylight. Yeah, but you know that's not a pro- who that's not a problem for? Gru. Yep. So he gets out there and he saves the damsel in distress and kills the thing and everyone's so excited. Tud's that poor angel. Ta-da, Yeah. He's, uh, Angel's not having it. It does suck that Angel can only be a champion in the nighttime. And Gru can be a champion all the time. Yeah. Or yeah. Angel. Yeah. Um, so... So, we, the... Go ahead. I was gonna say, the AI team are all enthralled that evening or later that day as Gru retells what happened... Yeah. And yeah. Angel is in a meeting with a woman that believes that her fiance of eight years is cheating on her with some witch. Yeah, she the only way that he could possibly cheat on her is with a love spell. Okay, so one, you've been engaged for eight years, why aren't you married yet? What is Some people like long engagements. Why? Eight years. Some people don't like getting married. My actually why be engaged. being engaged my is, like, the, a- the precursor to being married. Like, I don't get it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My f- friends got engaged in 2012. They're still not married. I don't get it. What is the... Like, then just date. Don't get engaged. It could... It, well... It, it's saying, I want to marry you, but... You know, may, maybe it could be a financial thing. Like, we want to get married, but we can't afford it right now. The time isn't right, but this is us showing our commitment to getting getting the knot tied when we can. I just never understood long engagements. Like, I had a uh, ex that he had a couple of friends that were engaged for 15 years and still weren't married. Like, what is, what's the point? Not all people... Marriage isn't the end game for everyone. But if you're engaged, that implies marriage is in the future. Why even get engaged if you're it's... not planning on getting married? Then just be a couple and don't don't do the whole engagement thing. It makes no sense. Well, it does. It's saying that we will get married, just not yet. But you said that reasons. you said that marriage isn't in, isn't the end game for everyone. So then why get engaged? Or maybe at all? it's their version. Or it's their version. It's like we're not good. It could. There could be those weird people that think the government's out to get them. Oh boy! And if you get married, you know, then the government you've got to get married, and the government knows it, and they don't uh, want the government knowing. The, okay, if you're a couple at all and ever do anything on social media ever or even out in public, the government knows you're together. Okay. But like you know, the government then gets involved in your financials. Yeah. Well, I just I don't get it. It's just me, I guess. I've never had a fam- like a family or close friend be engaged for that long. I'm not even going to be engaged a year before I get married to my fiancé. So maybe that's just <laughs> the way I was indoctrinated into marriage. I don't know. I never understood <laughs> long engagements. That's fine. Whatever. 
Either oh, way. Also, this everyone lady has a fiance. Everyone, uh, Mel's not coming to my wedding, so. Wow, just like throw it out there. Like, wow, now you make me feel real bad. It's really okay, Mel. I understand traveling to America is super expensive. It is like literally the other side of the world, and I just did it. I know. I'm just. <laughs> oh. she's making me feel guilty everyone like next thing you know i'm gonna be like taking out loans no and flying over there for a damn wedding nope you're not allowed <laughs> to do that i won't let you you're you you bitched me. and moaned about someone that shall not be named taking out a loan to go over to america so don't even start with me how are you gonna stop me if i decided to though like you literally cannot stop me i will doing anything you're not invited anymore <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Everyone, note this cold, hard bitch I'm recording with. She just uninvited me to her wedding. And then you called me a cold, hard bitch, so why am I going to invite someone that feels that way to my wedding? I called you a cold, hard bitch because you de-invited me. I haven't even invited anyone yet, so calm down. I was totally invited. Anyway... Moving on. I don't understand being engaged for eight years. That, that's the point of that. Um, Wesley is totally creeping on Fred. He's, like, leaning back so that he only sees her instead of her and Gunn because he's super freaking, like, obsessed with her. Yeah. So he he does, like, the most, like, slimy thing. He sends Gunn out on the mission, you know, to be, so he can have time with Fred. But then Fred's like, oh, I'll come with you, Gunn. Yeah, he's like, we need you to tail this uh, this uh, woman's boy uh, fiance so that we can see if he's cheating on her. And he's like, yeah, sure, fine, that's that's cool. And then Fred comes up behind and goes, we won't let you down. Yep. Uh, they're a package deal now. That's what it comes down to. Um, we find out that Cordelia is trying to be noble about the whole wanting to keep grew from getting these visions. Yep. Um, and we have Angel and Wes talking about how being in relationships with people you work with makes it complicated. And I was like, Wesley, it would still be complicated even if you were the one to date Fred. You seem to think that it doesn't apply to you, but it so does. Yep. Um, we are at a bookstore that's supposed to have the um, prophecy about Connor. And Wesley's just like, I know how you feel about Cordelia and it sucks, but she's with Gru. So don't think about leaving us because we still need you because you're special. He goes, he goes, you're like one of these books, one of a kind. And then the guy comes out of the back room and says, I have three of these. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Angel was thinking of leaving AI once um, Gru obtains the visions because he was pretty sure that Cordelia and Gru were going to bang at some point and transfer the visions. And then Angel apparently wouldn't be needed. Not sure how he figures that one out. Probably because Gru would then be the visions and the, the champion. The hero. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, go ahead. I was going to say, Cordelia uh, decides that Gru needs a haircut. Yeah, she's going to give him a total makeover. 
and they have a talk about why Cordy won't uh, consummate. The thing that my heart couldn't handle was after she was like, yeah, we'll give you a haircut and like get you out of those clothes and get you some different ones. And then you'll be, it'll be a whole new you. And he goes with this new, will this new me be the one that you will will allow yourself to love? I was like, oh my goodness. I can't. Called out Cordelia. He doesn't know that he's calling her out. He's just saying what he thinks. He came here to be with her. And she's like pushing away or pulling away or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. But she's, she is terrified. Of everything. Yeah. She's a strong, independent woman that don't need no Gru. She wants to be special all on her own. And she thinks risking losing her visions won't make her special. Yeah. Yeah. And she needs to be special. Yeah, I mean, I understand wanting to be special. Um, like, remember Cordelia of Sunnydale? Oh, goodness, yeah. Remember Cordelia of, like, the start of season one of Angel, in fact? Yeah. I remember. She needs purpose. Yeah, she does. Or she just falls apart. Um, yeah. We have... Uh, Gun and Fred flirting while they're supposed to be watching this dude that's just standing there by a tree with a rose in his hand looking all weird. Um, <laughs> and they start to kiss and she's like, no, we should pay attention because we don't want to be distracted. And he was like, I'm going to be distracted by you, basically. And kissy kissy. And then the guy is suddenly gone. They lost him. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, Wesley and Angel come back to AI. <laughs> Wesley's talking about how him and Gru are like super different. They don't even look anything alike. And they walk in and Gru is standing there with the same haircut and clothes as Angel would have on. And I... Yeah, as you said at the start, it's like looking at Angel's little brother. It was almost like... Gru was trying to be like Angel. He was one of those little brothers that like idolized his older brother. That's just because his face is so eager all the time. Oh, I just, oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> Cordelia is freaking out and needs Angel's help. She goes, I need you to help me have sex with Gru. Oh, poor Angel. He cannot catch poor a break. Angel. Yeah. Um, but basically she's like, I'm tired of being lonely. There's this potion that I can take to stop um, my visions from being transferred from me to Gru when me and Gru screw like bunnies later. Yeah, so can you go with um, Gru to a brothel to get this potion? Like, just send your boyfriend. Don't make Angel go. Well, she's afraid that Gru will do something because he's new to this whole being in the human realm thing, I guess. So you don't trust your boyfriend? They are in a very uh, short-term relationship right now. They haven't had time to build trust, really. Why didn't she go to the brothel herself? I don't know, because it's Cordelia. Um, so basically, 
uh, grew and Cordelia are like, we really appreciate you doing this for us, Angel. And it's like, hey, bro, thanks for letting, uh, thanks for doing this to ensure we can bang safely. Okay. Um, We find out that um, Fred and Gunn don't think ever, and they could have just looked at the tape to find out what happened to this guy instead of trying to look for him. And the ground swallowed him up. Yep, and it does the same to them. Yep. Like, a second after they realize what happened. Devil's snare is what I thought. It That sort of reminded me of, too. Yeah. Um, so we go to the brothel, and there's a room that enhances all of the feelings, so it's a super pleasurable experience that lasts longer than anything else would. And Angel is intrigued. Mm-hmm. They also think that him and Gru are a couple. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> so am I. Um, they walk into this ro- this back room, and there's a guy chained up, and he's like, what's up? And Gru's like, we'll save you. And Angel's like, I think he likes it there. And Gru goes, he's a slave. And the guy goes, don't judge me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um... And so they get this potion. She's like, uh, this brothel lady is like, just take it um, and make sure your princess drinks it all in one go. And she goes, so I understand why you're here. And then she looks angel. She goes, what's in it for you? Absolutely nothing is what is in it for angel. Yeah, just being a good friend. And then angel's coat starts singing, which also means cell phone ringing. And their uh, gun and Fred are super trapped with this guy that got sucked into the ground. It's yep. feeding off of his energy to, and, and it's also chatting guys up online <laughs> to lure them there, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, Gru and Angel have to go save the day, per usual. Yep. And per usual, as if Cruz been there the whole well, time. Well, he's with Angel, and Angel saves the day all the time. Um, so he's like, we have to be. Sm-. Uh, Angel's like, we have to be smart about this. We'll sneak up and do the whole thing. And Cruz's like, no, battle cry and attack. Yep. But it um, it bores into him. Yeah, I was gonna say that goes well for him for about like five seconds. Yep. So it um, is feeding off of his life force, which apparently makes it super a lot more um, strong because he's super strong. Yeah. Um, and Angel's like, I'm going to say all this terrible stuff to make this tree thing think that Gru's not so great. But I was like, are you playing this up for the tree or do you actually feel all these things about Gru? Yeah, it's one of it's one of those things where it's like, huh, is this? Are you just saying it, or do you mean yeah. it? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, and also, Angel was only worried about his shirt because Gru was wearing his shirt. But the um, the tree eventually lets go of Gru and uh, gets into Angel's chest instead, and it's like so cold. <laughs> Because he doesn't have a being heart, and so he doesn't have anything that the tree can suck out of him, so it dies. Then Gun's able yep. to, like, attack it. Kill it. Yep. Ta-da! Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. So um, they go to AI he- back to AI headquarters where Wesley debriefs Gun and Fred and lets them go to clean up. And, um, well, he lets Fred go to clean up, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, Wes wants to talk to Gun. Yeah, he's like... If this was going to be more than a tryst, you should have told me. And he goes, well, no, the guy just got sucked in the ground. He goes, I'm not talking about the job. Wes, you are not entitled to anything. Well, uh, Gunn kind of says that. He's like, it's not really any of your business what me and Fred do. He goes, damn right. I guess not. She chose... It's just important to me that she's taken care of. And Gunn goes, she will be. Because Gunn knows how to handle his stuff. He's the best. Yep. Yep. Because uh, basically, Wesley has to be Fred's big brother now. Because she made that abundantly clear that that's where they stood. (sighs) Yep. Um, So, yeah. Uh, that's awkward. Yeah, uh, she. But it had to be done. Cord- yeah, it had to be. Cordelia is um, fixing up Gru, and she like tears the shirt, and Angel's like, "That was my shirt," and she goes, "I was gonna tear it off of him uh, later anyway, so it's fine." <laughs> Apparently, Gru um, heals about as fast as Angel does, which is yep. good. But yeah. Um. Gru is all like, oh, I'm not a champion. Angel's the true champion. And that really turns Cordelia on. She's like, how many guys would give up the praise of from them doing something? I'm just like, oh, Cordelia, you just want to have sex with this guy so bad. Nothing's going to change yep. your mind about it so, at this point. Yep. She asks the potion. And as she's leaving, Angel gives her money and says, go on a vacation with Gru. I thought he was firing her at first. He's like, nope. He's, he goes, take this money, go home with Gru, don't come in tomorrow, don't come in for a couple of weeks. Take Gru to somewhere sunny and enjoy things. Mm. Yeah. Poor Angel, really sacrificing here. I know. Yeah. But he realizes that he's not alone because he's got Connor. And Connor needs him. Yeah. Yep. I need an episode. He's a daddy and he has a baby to look after. Yeah, I need an episode or a short of um, Uncle Lorne taking care of Connor. Yeah, because he keeps doing it. We keep getting shots <sighs> of him doing it. I just want to know what happens. I mean, we got a, like a little shot of it like right before Gru turned back up, but I want more of that. Oh, anyway. So... Um, Angel goes and gets Connor and brings him downstairs. And Wes is like, I, he's translating. And he had wrote, written out the sun. And mm. Angel walks in with Connor and he goes, oh, I didn't know you were still here. He goes, I didn't know you were, you were here either. He goes, I thought I was yeah. alone. And um, Angel goes, yeah, so did I. And he's all smiling at Connor and he walks away. And we get... The translation that um, Wesley has just figured out, and it is, the father will kill the son. Dun, dun, dun. Upset. 
So, yeah. And that's that. That's where it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, international titles? Sure. Lo- Lonesome Twosome <laughs> and Rivalries. It's kind of boring. I thought you giggled at Lonesome Twosome. It's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty stupid. Lonesome Twosome is the Germans and Rivalries is the French. All right. So what do you rate this episode? I actually really like this episode. I thought it was cute and um, Angel being jealous is not quite annoying. It's just like, oh, come on now. You're being dumb. (laughs) So this episode is going to get... I'm going to say an eight and a half, with the half being the fact that we found out what the prophecy says. Damn you. I also gave it eight and a half. Ta-da. My <laughs> half my, my half is actually for um, Angel making the right decision and, you know, being a good guy in the end. Like, he's jealous, yeah, but what he wants is Cordy to be happy. Um, your favorite moment. I like, cause I like cutesy stuff. I liked the breakfast between Gunn and Fred. That was very cute. I love it. Um, I, I like when, um, Angel goes up after giving Cordy the money and, um, and he sees Connor and, you know, everything's okay because he has Connor. Yeah. You know, right up to that second you see Wesley's translation. Yeah. Well, you could tell something was super wrong with Wesley. Yep. Ugh. All episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and your character shout out. My character shout out is going to go to Cordelia. Because... She was able, she was so worried about first losing her visions and then second getting hurt. But she was able to overcome that because she, I think she really does like Gru, not just because he's adorable and sexy and she wants to bang him. I think she actually does care about him and wants to make, try to make this work. Mine is going to Gru. Okay. For, you know, traveling across dimensions to be with the person he loves and, you know, just adapting and going with it. Like, he's just chill. Yeah. Like, anything happens and he's like, okay, I'll handle this kind of thing. Yeah. Even though he probably shouldn't handle some of the things. Uh, it'll be fine. So, next week's episode is called Loyalty. Loyalty. I think that... Um, Wesley is going to, like, be pulling away from the rest of the group because he knows this prophecy and what it says, and he doesn't have the heart to tell Angel what it says yet, and he's going to get himself into some trouble, and, um, because he's, you know, being reckless, um, and they're going to have to (laughs) save him. I don't know what he's going to be, uh, held hostage with yet, but... And then at the end, he has to tell Angel 
what the prophecy says. So, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. How do you think Angel's going to take it? He's going to flip his shit. <laughs> it's going to, the episode is going to end with Wesley saying what the prophecy is and then just a shot of Angel's face and then it's going to fade to black. <laughs> you could shoot one of these by now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> very good. Well, we will see next episode. Now with Christmas coming and everything, we're going to have to work out a schedule because I'll be around next week, but not the week after. I'm going away for a few days. Okay, we'll work it so out. So we'll work it out. Um, I, our listeners are used to inconsistent posting by now. Yep. But hey, I would like to just say we are not the most inconsistent podcast. <laughs> there are some that like don't post for two months and then just will post an episode and then nothing again for two months, <laughs> even though they're meant to be like a bi-weekly podcast or something. See, we're not that bad, guys. Yeah, yeah, we, we get to it. And often it's me having computer troubles that slows down the editing and things like that, and I just get annoyed. Yes. <laughs> but, hey, I got a new computer last week. Ta-da! Ta-da! I think you bragged about Anyways. that in the um in the description of last week's episode. You're like, Mel, got a new computer. I think that's what she said. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I put it in there. I got a new computer, but only after recording, so it didn't really matter for last week's yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if people want to get want to get into contact with us, they should. We've got Facebook MM Podcast Network. We have a website mmpodcastnetwork.com and an email address mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We are also on the Twitter at mmpnetwork. And if people want to tweet me personally, I'm at Mel Bickett. Marissa, where can people find you? People can hit me up on the Twitters and the Instagrams at rissaru 312 Rate and review us on iTunes, guys. We love to have our egos stroked. And aside from all of that, we will slay you later.